0: Next on BYUSN, changes are a-coming, but which changes do we expect for the BYU football defense against Liberty on Saturday?
1: Kalani Sitake and Elisa Tuiaki discussed the Cougars' defensive issues and what Hugh Freeze had to say about how big this game is for Liberty.
0: Oh, it's big. We're talking history for Liberty, right? More on that in a moment. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, October 18th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man just returned from the Pacific Northwest, Jerem Jordan.
1: What's up? Yeah, I saw an 18-inning game. That was crazy. I uh, was off my phone until that night uh, just to fully load, and then I watched the BYU-Arkansas game, and eh, that, was a, uh, that was a tough one. lot emotion, to break down. An
0: emotional Saturday for you.
1: Yes, it was. And then I broke the Sabbath with the Seahawks game. It was great. <laughs> On today's show, Dave McCann <laughs> thinks the offense needs to score more. We'll talk about that. Big 12 plus four of the totally unbiased power rankings. The metrics don't like our number one as much as uh, we do. And where do we have the Cougars in that now? And is Zach still the best Wilson-playing quarterback in the NFL? Gosh, I'm glad the Seahawks got rid of Russ.
0: <laughs> the Jets are 4-2. and two. Here are today's headlines. BYU football currently a 6.5-point favorite as that Vegas line continues to be very fluid. The Cougars at Liberty this Saturday. ESPN's Football Power Index, for what it's worth, gives BYU just a 54% chance to beat the Flames. East Coast afternoon game. Have to wonder how BYU's feeling after two straight losses. A stoic head coach, Kalani Satake, discussing his latest observations of BYU football overall with the media yesterday.
2: Well, I'm focused on trying to get our guys to play much better and execute better, and that's that's the focus. I was pleased with how the offense played. Obviously, there's some things they can fix and get better. Um, not pleased with the defense, and that's from technique, fundamentals, assignments, and all that.
0: Well, i tell you what's not going to help the BYU defense. Linebacker Peyton Willgard doubtful, had to leave the Arkansas game early with an apparent injury, was wearing a boot on the sideline. There is good news on the offensive side for the running backs room, however. Miles Davis and Lopini Katoa both expected to make their return and play for BYU in Lynchburg.
1: Cookies in the NFL on Monday night football. Michael Davis Cobb and the Chargers beat the Broncos 19, 1916 in overtime. Just compelling and rich stuff from Denver. Why were right the now.
0: Broncos in primetime every week?
1: Because it was predetermined. Vanoy had a uh, TFL, another tackle. Davis had two tackles as well.
0: Following a five-set loss to Pacific, the BYU women's volleyball team drops to number 17. Amazingly, This ties the lowest or worst ranking, if you will, that BYU has ever had under current head coach Heather Olmstead in eight seasons. They've never been below (laughs) number 17. That's crazy,
1: right? Uh, Big game at San Diego, Friday night. Spence is ranked number four. We'll talk about that later. And women's soccer news after a 4-1 win versus previously undefeated Portland. How about that? Brecken Mozingo, Offensive Player of the Week after a brace Saturday. Savannah Mason, the Defensive Player of the Week. And the AP poll in women's hoops just came out. No WCC representation in that with Gonzaga or BYU or other. Uh, although BYU did receive uh, four votes, so 12 out okay. of the AP poll. For a lot of people who probably have no idea what BYU lost last year. BYU probably shouldn't receive any votes for the top they 25. They were so
0: good last year, and that's clearly going to be amazing this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: And that's fair, BYU will climb into its respect place by earning it this year.
0: Well, BYU women's soccer. Speaking of rankings, those numbers come out later today. You can expect the women to jump back into the top twenty-five. They're yeah. the first team out last week. Yeah, you just absolutely. beat number fourteen convincingly. BYU women's soccer will be back in the park. Like weird when they're not ranked. Yeah, like, what's going on? All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Clearly, BYU football. Well, they're hunkering down, getting back to work, and looking for drastic changes so that they can avoid a performance similar to what was put on the field against Arkansas. 644 total yards, pains me to say it, 52 points. They've got a lot to prove, Jerem. This is a massive, massive week. Luckily, BYU's playing Liberty.
1: Oh, oh, my. He's no. not playing an SEC team or, uh, Nord- or Notre Dame yes. or in Oregon this
0: week. Well, so it's good. it's weighted luck, right? Because they're given just a 54% chance of ESPN's football power index to go across the country in an afternoon game, Eastern time zone, and win against a team that is ultra-motivated. Ultra-motivated.
1: Early, early hot take, Liberty 6-1, and one, one loss by one point at Wake you're gonna win handily at liberty. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, but that's not what we're talking about today. No, no, but no. that's my early well, hot take. On we, are, this game. we are
0: talking about the trend that BYU has shown on yeah. defense specifically, and that's not good either. Which probably has the line where it is. BYU just a six and a half point favorite, right? Because the defense easy. is trending the wrong way. We're covering easy. Elisa Tuiaki knows the expectations after back-to-back losses are not being met, and that fans carry much higher expectations for this BYU football defense than what was shown on Saturday. Listen to this.
2: You can go round and round about what should have been done differently, uh, who should have been playing. You know, the, this guy, it's, it's – the bottom line is we've got we to be better, and it starts starts from the top, and it starts with myself and the coaches and and uh, whatever
0: the whatever the answer is, we've, we've got to find a way. What is the answer is – my question following that soundbite: Whatever the answer is, we need to find a way. Well, what is the answer? I'll give you a couple of things. I think need to happen. BYU needs to simplify the defense. And In by what si- way? by simplify, uh, I'm not just talking just scheme overall. I'm talking less players on the field. I talked about so this last week. You don't like the No, I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't You feel hate like... hockey. <laughs> I do not hate hockey. I have much love for the sport of hockey, respect it for sure. But I do not like the methodology of playing essentially 25 guys on defense.
1: The so less freshness, more continuity.
0: Yes. I want BYU's best players on the field and executing a more simple scheme so that they can get into the rhythm and the flow of the game. And here's why. Because it's not working right now. Yeah. It's not working. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked, we think, since the Baylor game. The Baylor game happened in week two. Guess what? Teams adapt. They figure out how to attack BYU's defense based on what they were doing, and it's not going well for BYU. So clearly, 644 total yards. We looked at the numbers yesterday, and again, painful to even put those numbers on the screen, but BYU in terms of rushing yards allowed per game, points allowed per game. Those things are the worst they've been since 2001, more than 20 years ago. And you and I have, talked about, you and I have talked about as good as that 2001 team was on offense, oh, the defense was terrible. They had
1: some really good players, but it was a bad defense.
0: This is a bad defense. Because the offense was too good. Jernaro Guilford's like, oh, man, like I did what I could. Our defense was not good that year,
1: right? They so, had some notable guys on that team, though, which is funny, though.
0: Simplify the defense, both in scheme and in the number of players that are on the field. Okay. Twenty-five L- guys Roughly just, eleven would is be nice too many. Play. At one point last week, in the third quarter, in the red zone, with BYU trailing by three, I believe it was thirty-eight thirty-five, I looked at who was on the field, and I I, I was shocked. No Peyton Wilgar, no Max Tooley, no Keenan Peely, uh, no Talon Alfred, who was the starting safety. All those guys on the sideline.
1: Talon was a, a backup who has become
0: a starter. And now he's right? become the starter, yeah. right? Obviously, yeah. no Malik Moore. But and this is taking nothing away from the guys that are on the field. I believe that they are capable at some point to make plays and do the right thing. Right now, I feel like there's too much youth, too many injuries to continue to play as many as 25 guys on defense. Why
1: is it on defense only, by the way? Like, why, why isn't it on offense? Wouldn't the same rule apply? Like, oh, we want fresh guys. I've, I've not thought about that till right now. You bring up like, a great like question. Why, why, I don't know. Why is it like, all right, Braden Kime, you're in a left tackle. Like, wait, what? No, it's Blake Freeland. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and the guys, and, and maybe, maybe um, you know, it's not just a freshness thing, which that is the answer. That's why I, I asked Elias Tuyaki this yeah, in fresh legs for the Idaho State game last year. And it was like, walk me through the strategy there. And it was, we value someone who's at 100% coming off the bench versus someone who's down to maybe 60% because they're tired on that drive. It's the eighth play. You know, they, we've given up some chunk plays, it's not working. Also, I want to see, you know, a, a different look or whatever uh, from a different guy.
0: It's an analytics thing. Like, if you have it's fresh not... legs on the field, you'll be better this yeah. much per Yeah, well, that
1: makes sense, right? But your backup's not going to be as good as your starter. That's why he's the backup.
0: Well, now your fourth and third strings aren't as good right? as your second stringers.
1: And again, love these guys, but we ha- uh, haven't seen the best play out of certain individuals that we expected them to be very good. And they right? can
0: become good. I think it's too soon. It's too soon right now. Is it? It's been seven games spent. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, Leave your second teamer on the field for most of the time. Oh,
1: I'm talking about certain starters. Like, sure. love Keenan Peeley. Maybe that knee's not as good as it was last year. Like, maybe he's battling through that and he's not going to say publicly. I don't know. Like, we expect Keenan Peeley to be this really good middle linebacker. And I think he is. Just, it's been a struggle team wide. Like, I, my, my main issue with BYU's defense, historically, Spence, is the lack of a pass rush from the defensive line itself. That was Kalani's calling card. Analyze Tuiaki's at Utah was, hey, look at this. We've got four dudes. We can get a pass rush. Uh, we don't need to blitz, per se. And now it's like, well, shoot, is BYU just its most effective if the quarterback struggles in drop-aid zone? Like, is, is it that simple? Because it can't be that easy. So, so that's really tough. So then you look at uh, the defensive coordinator. A lot of heat coming at Lice Tuyaki, right, after last week. Which, by the way, did we have this same rhetoric after the Toledo game in 2016? Yeah. Well, because 20... BYU won, we weren't as worried
0: about no, it. No, no, but we had this rhetoric after the Toledo and USF games in 2019, which is when Kalani Satake stepped in and said, i got to do something. with the when defense. When you
1: lose, things change. We didn't do this in 2016. Like, had BYU won, we would have been like, well, BYU won, so we're good, right? It's like, no. Um, and we've seen other trends, right? We're playing into uh, a lot of this. Kalani Stocki was asked in the uh, press conference if he feels pressure to make a change at defensive coordinator. Here's Whoa. what he said.
2: I feel pressure on everything, you know? So that's just how, that's, that's his job. And that's uh, the expectations of our fans are high and I don't have a problem with it. So the, uh, if you're acting specifically on, on that one, there's a, there's a, when you're giving up that many points and that many yards, and there has to be—that's the level of accountability. There has to be pressure on all of us, and, and that's my job as head coach.
1: I will be surprised if Kleinstock is not calling the place Saturday.
2: That's, or at least that's heavily involved. involved.
1: At least heavily involved. Well, of course he'll be heavily involved. Sure. But um, I, I believe he'll call the plays, and BYU will not tell you publicly if he's calling the plays. Not their style. You just watch him on the sideline. If he's way more—if sure. he's got it—if he's holding a card on the sideline, like, then you'll know. They've never done that in then the past. They've never made it public. Yes, they didn't in 2019 when Aaron Roderick started calling it. Until but that after happened. the season. Well, even then they didn't really say <laughs> it, but we we're telling you it happened, right, for Boise State. I, I believe that will happen. You need a spark. Like, you need to either switch the coaches, switch the players, switch the team or scheme, or then fire the coaches. Maybe like, all three that's of That's like those. the order. But fire the coach right now, it's no. too
0: soon for me. No. Like, Boise four and three.
1: Like, if another game or two of this happens, if you only lose, like, four in a row in the di- yes, then it happens.
0: The adaptability of the coaches is, that is that a thing. Right Everybody in that room, in that coach's room, by nature of being a coach, you have to have an ego and a strong personality and believe that my way works the best way. This is what happens. Ed Lamb's been a head coach. He's an assistant head coach right now. Strong opinion. Kalani Satake is the head coach. Strong opinions. Ilesi Tuiaki's been the defensive coordinator for a long time. Strong opinions. Like, this is what you have to adapt. And sometimes, like, your strong opinion has to take a backseat to the head coach. And we feel like Kalani Sutake is going to be the guy making the call this week.
1: Un- uh, undoubtedly. Sure.
0: That's it no kind of cla- has to
1: be, right? Uh, I thought to, that was assumed. It has to He's be. He's the head coach. I thought that was assumed.
0: Well, Elias Tuyaki says the reevaluation, including his role and the players' roles of everything, is what happens when you go through a loss like BYU had to Arkansas. Listen to this. When you have games like that, from top to bottom, there you've got to look at uh, who's doing what, uh, what, what role are you asked to do, are,
1: are, are you going to change your role? Um, you know, our players are always scrutinized for the way that they play and, and changes are made. And so for us as coaches, we've got to look at it as
0: well and just figure out, um, the, do roles need to change and are we on board? Roles for the coaches? They, roles for the players? Uh,
1: you know, uh, roles, uh, what is it, Rhodes, Bacon, Surf? Like, get them <laughs> out for everybody. Th- this is a situation where Kalani has said that, Elisa said that. I think they're telling us that Kalani's going to call the place this week in a, in, in a roundabout way. It I, I believe be. that's what they're saying. I don't know that. I have not heard that. I believe that based on what they're saying. And it's so obvious. Kalani was this amazing defensive coordinator at that school up north. Like, why wouldn't he inject that level of like, oh, the boss is going to hang out with us now type of energy that everyone can relate to at he, their job. He
0: doesn't want to do this, clearly. Correct. he stated it publicly several times. I don't want, want to do that. I want to delegate and just be the head coach. He wants to
1: win. You know, Lavelle didn't step in and, like, actually coach the offense or the defense. You know what I mean? He had his coordinators do it. That's what a good head coach does. Certain head coaches want to still call the plays on offense. There are head coaches in the NFL who still do this. But in this case, uh, Kalani is going to, I believe, step in this Saturday, and, and, and it starts yesterday. It starts Sunday, it starts Saturday night, where the game planning is going on today. You've, you put last yeah. week away, you are game planning for Liberty today, and he is going to run uh, a lot of that. This doesn't mean that Eliza Tuyaki is just like literally cleaning toilets like he said he would if he was asked, right, as a willing servant of the defense. Sure. But uh, Kalani Taki is going to be the one that on Saturday, I believe, is calling
0: those plays. Fundamentals and execution is what we've been hearing for the last five weeks. Just basic, basic mistakes, basic breakdowns. You know what? They're gonna simplify the defense, they're going to focus on the most basic of things, just getting players in the right position. And then if Liberty has a better player that makes a one-on-one move, that beats you in that position, at least you are in the right position and they beat you. BYU, unfortunately, has had several players in the wrong position several times.
1: That feels odd, Spence. Like, that's, a, that's the most basic thing. Can you imagine if I sat over there? Or, look, okay, right here. Yep, <laughs> I sat right here. It's like, why am I not in the right spot? Of course I got to be right here. I got to mark our uh, producer Ben Bagley has coached me to sit right here. Why wouldn't I sit right as here? Boor- as boring as it is,
0: as cliche and as not boring as here. it sounds.
1: Right? Okay, hey, camera's following me. Nice, Got nice
0: gotta down. be assignment sound. Got to be assignment sound. We hate that. <laughs> oh, assignment sound. Oh, we hear it all the time. That's a, it. Feels
1: like a high school. Work... BYU is turn was... in your worksheets. Be assignment sound.
0: This is according to the coaches. This is not Spencer and Jerem sitting here saying, "Oh, BYU is not assignment sound." This is the coaches and the players and the position coaches saying, "We are not assignment sound and have not been for." Essentially five weeks put the fun back in fundamentals. That's what I say. Let's go
1: And as my dad who works for a funeral home said put the fun back in funeral Okay, Kalani was also asked how he will judge growth in the defense in the next five weeks. Great question
2: I like some tough times, you know, it, 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 you 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 grow the most through adversity and so I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to, to What it filters out, you know, so it can filter out quite a bit in, in the program and even outside, but uh, with that being said, we've we've been through some adversity before. We we bounced back. BYU football will bounce back to what our identity is and and what we're what you know we can hang our hat on.
1: What is BYU's identity? That's a great
0: question. Like uh, what? I'm not
1: sure what it t- is. on Typically,
0: defense. it's hard nose physical, assignment sound football
1: and stop the run. That's BYU is built on stop the it's run, not and, the, and then. I know we don't like the phrase, but Ben, don't break. What's
0: BYU this year? 118th in rush defense so far this season. No bueno. Out of 131 teams, 118.
1: Okay, our question of the day, and I want to get to this. Uh, what changes do you expect to be made to the
0: BYU defense? Okay, so here's I've already a, mentioned a few of them. What do you got? Three.
1: One, defensive success rate. So what that means is you got on first down, you got to – prevent the team from getting 50% of the yards required for first down. Then on second, 70% and third is on
0: Then you're not having 12 for 15 yes. third down conversion.
1: Yes. BYU is 48% uh, percent right now, eighth worst in FBS. So g- be better on first and second down. You get off the field on third down because BYU is 10th worst in the country in third down conversions allowed. Uh, in the last two weeks, 23 to 31. Third one. Takeaways, only seven this year. That's 99th.
0: Well, and Liberty takes the ball they
1: have, it, they have 18. They are number one in the country. If BYU doesn't give it away on Saturday, wins by 10 plus. Okay? And then the other is, if you have to, you switch coaches, switch players, switch scheme, fire coaches. Like, those are the four in order to me. I believe that BYU will exercise option one this week, which is Kalani Satake will call the plays on defense.
0: And Kalani Satake has worked closely with Eli Satoyaki for a long time. Sometimes there are a lot of opinions going around, and people are influenced by this. and so it can, it can, it's almost like too many chefs in the kitchen. Simplify things., yeah. Let's simplify things and see how BOA responds. To
1: what it. if BOA was like, "You know what we're doing this week? We're making it crazy complex. Compa- <laughs> That's what it always comes back to. Play fast, simplify. It's, yeah. si-
0: it's like simple yeah. so you can play fast and just be in the right position because you don't have a ton to think about, right? It's it's come to that. I
1: thought this team was so experienced they could handle a little more, though. It's the well, same team for And so did the coaches, year. for sure, yeah.
0: which is why they're going with line changes so and bummer. putting a ton of players. This is the deepest team we've seen, right? So it's understandable why they wanted to play a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, sometimes you learn the hard way. And as Kalani said, adversity can sometimes bring about great things. I said this yesterday. It stinks in the moment. But when, at, when you bottom out like BYU did against Arkansas, sometimes – the changes that will come from that can be a wonderful
1: thing. Hey, bottoming out was UMass at home in 2017. Uh, so just a little bit of perspective. Sorry, in this season. Yes. I believe
0: that BYU has bottomed out this season. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. And we can talk more about that. It's not
1: going to get worse than this, we hope. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we hope.
3: Oh,
0: Let's hear from you in Voice of the Dramatic Nation. Dramatic squirrel! We've talked about the changes we expect to see from BYU football against Liberty. What do you expect in terms of changes from the BYU defense specifically when they hit Lynchburg. We hear from Bryson Denny on Instagram first. Bryson! I expect Liberty's third down conversion rate to be lower than 50%. Defense needs to get off the field.
1: Hey, it needs to be like in the 30s. Okay, that's what well, we're talking about. Like if it's near 50, if it's 48%, that's that's bad. Like, BYU's 47%, 10th worst in America.
0: I, 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 and Canada, I understand what he's coming from because it's 80% against Arkansas. It's like, you know, Kalani said yesterday, even if it were like 8 of 15 against Arkansas, it's a totally different game that BYU plays against the Razorbacks. Now BYU only loses by
1: 7 instead of 17.
0: Under 50%? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it why he went there. <laughs> Under 40% would be amazing. Cut it in half. BYU's winning Saturday. Six they for, just like, are. If, if BYU can hold Liberty to six for 15 on third down, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You're just buying, you're, you're not afraid of anything. Eastern time zone, Hey, afternoon you, game, when you're, Liberty. When
1: you're playing your third string quarterback, it's, all, it's gonna be all right. All right. BYU Football with Kalani Stokia airs tonight, 7.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Greg Bell and the coach, Chase Roberts in the film room with Spence, and a neat, new deep blue on Max
0: Hall. What if Charlie Brewer comes back to play for the Flames? That would be ideal. Up next. Longtime BYU TV sports broadcast extraordinaire, Dave McCann in studio. He's got a different take on what BYU needs going forward. It has very little to do with the defense. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by
4: BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
0: I like those vibes because as much good negativity vibes. as there is surrounding the BYU totally. defense, the wide <laughs> receivers and Jaron Hall have put on a show this season. Oh, yeah, man. We are live at Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and it is now our privilege to welcome in one of our longtime colleagues, all-around good guy, Dave McCann. Who, uh, he likes some offense as well from You got BYU. the memo with
4: black pants? I like hands. to be here on sweatshirt day, although I'm not going to the same funeral
1: as the two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's a, well, we're feeling a little bit down, Dave. BYU,
1: I was off yesterday, but I wear black after a big loss. I just do. That's it's how, how do I do. feel. Johnny
0: yeah. Cash. Yeah, hey, I brought some Johnny color back. in the shoes exactly. at least, right? Yeah, there's some color there. Some color in the yeah. shoes. And your colorful personality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Dave, uh, I, I love what uh, you wrote yesterday, and so I, I'd like to start there if you don't mind.
4: You know, everyone's
0: talking about the defense. Yes. And, uh,
4: and, and as I mentioned in that article in the Deseret News, their defense has got to fix some things, and you guys have been talking about it uh, already in the show. But the key moving forward is offense. There were two games on Saturday. There was the one where BYU couldn't get off the field, and, uh, and that's the one we were focused on, you know, one third down after the other. The second game that I noticed was Arkansas allowed Jaron Hall a career day in passing. And threw three touchdowns and gave up thirty-five points, and they could care less. They came to score fifty-two, score more points, and go home. And th- they give up points on defense, and the defense is like, okay, well, now we're going to go off. There was no wailing and gnashing of teeth. Like I can't believe we just gave Puka another touchdown. So I'm watching them, and I'm watching us. They're in the SEC. They're a P-five. We're going to become a P-five and go into the Big Twelve. The shootouts are what's in the future. So. While these things gotta be fixed on defense for this season, and the defense has to be better moving forward, if the offense has to score 53 points to win a game, they have to score 53 points to win a game. And you know what? Three teams out of the four games in the Big 12, three teams scored 40 or more last week and got beat. Mm. The SEC, four games of the six, the losing team scored 35 or more. That's where football is now. It's how many points can you
0: score? Well, I'll give you this. Two turnovers by BYU. Uh, The unfortunate snap situation where Joe Tukouaf was not supposed to even snap the ball. Like, BYU's planning to punt. The hard count snaps the ball, and they recover on the 35-yard line, whatever it was. Go and score a touchdown, and then an interception, and they go and score a touchdown. And and what that did, that
4: shifted the balance of you score, we score. Because that's the way that yes. game was going.
1: And K.J. Jefferson makes uh, Eli Manning Super Bowl-like play. Yes. He escapes three or four guys. Like, that was a crazy play. BYU's got to tackle that guy. It is interesting, Dave, because I agree in the Big 12, obviously it's known for shootouts and whatnot. I just wonder if, yeah, if you don't turn the ball over, like BYU's been pretty good at it, and you make one more stop, it's a different kind of... It's a different kind of day. but Just one stop. Even, so that, the defense doesn't have to be, like, great or even good. They just need to be better right. probably by, like, a possession or two.
4: I heard Nick Saban say after the Tennessee game, they gave up 51 points. This is Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of five stars on their defense. Uh, they win all the time. And he said in the postgame press conference, he goes, we just needed one stop. We just need to get one stop. It wasn't, i got to fire my coordinator. I can't believe we gave up all these yards. Tennessee's got good athletes. This is what they do. What I thought is we were good enough to get one stop, and they didn't get the stop, and they lose by three
0: points. And I love that he didn't blame the officials, because everybody knows every Alabama fan is like, oh! was <laughs> a pass interference yeah. call late in that uh, game, right? No, right, that, Nick that... wasn't blaming the officials. He was looking at one
4: stop. It's the mentality. You go back to the Notre Dame game. As bad as the defense played on third down, They handed the ball to Jaron Hall in the fourth quarter down by five to go win the game. Offense scores, wins the game. We're having a totally different conversation. We're talking about, gee, can we get to the top ten this week? Because we'd have had a little more momentum going into Arkansas. I don't think we would have stopped Arkansas. We slammed on our own brakes, and then they left us in their dust. But it was this, 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 this. And that's life in the Big 12. And so BYU's got to recruit heavy on receivers. They're in great shape going in next year. they got to recruit a quarterback that can throw it and have the, the gusto to do it. They've got to make play calling gusto-driven, not conservative-driven. And, uh, and that's just on the offense. But if we scored 53 points on Saturday, we'd be having a totally different conversation. <laughs> and it's like unfair to put that on the offense.
1: But if the other but team scores are.
4: 52... You've got to score 53.
1: And in 2016, we did not complain about the defense like this.
4: 55-53, the Toledo game, We did game, not right? complain about That was
1: a fantastic game for Jamal Williams. That's what we talk about. Yes, five touchdowns, 286. Yeah. Like It was incredible. I- I'm interested to see, yeah, moving forward, what BYU does. Obviously, the X's and O's part you'll break down on after further review tonight, which I'm excited about. But uh, I said I won't be surprised, and I expect Kalani Stocky to call the plays on Saturday on defense. I just think we're to that point where... Obviously, he's going to be heavily involved, like we talked about. But I expect him to be have a card on the sideline making the calls.
4: And you know what? Uh, where did he learn that? He learned that from Kyle Whittingham. And Kyle Whittingham would be doing the same exact thing. And if if the Utes have a bad day on defense, is he not in those meetings? Kalani learned from Kyle how to be a head coach slash quasi-defensive guy. He wants to be like Lavelle because Lavelle's a legend. Um, Lavelle wasn't always that way. But as he matured, he goes, I'm going to let my coaches coach and all manage the big decisions but um, you know if you're talking about offense talking about Mike Holmgren and Doug Scoville and and some of those guys that this this is these aren't those guys and I think it's on the head coach to to do that that's that's why he's the head coach I have no problem with it's not a sign of weakness it's not a sign of all the wheels are off it's a sign of the expert is getting involved in an area that needs an identity and Kalani can give them an identity if nothing else on passion alone just like Bronco did when he fired the defensive coordinator and he took over, this isn't that kind of situation. BYU's not one and four; they're four and three uh, with a win over a top ten team moving forward. But uh, but it's the mindset of I think BYU comes out looking to take somebody apart on Saturday because of Kalani's involvement, sure. and I'll be surprised if that doesn't happen. They need some
1: caffeine,
0: and you are Kalani's simil- the caffeine. You are similar to Jerem in the idea that. This whole Eastern time zone, playing at Liberty, where they're talking about making history, and it's the biggest home game in program history, right. and Hugh Freeze is riling up his guys. You, you're, you feel like this is, it's too much. Like you're, you're, the East you're not Coast, afraid, you're the not East Coast thing
4: is a thing. But under these circumstances, I think the current circumstances negate the East Coast thing. And, and the afternoon. And Liberty needed a touchdown in the fourth quarter to beat Gardner Webb. FCS. Last week they don't have a great. They're six and one. They have, a, they have a horrible schedule. The one loss was a good battle against Wake Forest, who's up number fourteen. Two yep. point so they conversion can fight.
0: Failed, or they win that game and they're seven and zero. Oh.
4: They're yep. into their third quarterback, which you know could be good, could be what. But they're they're playing a team that's going to the Big Twelve. That team should show up, line up. Be ticked off. We're playing a team that's going into Conference USA. That's right. Be ticked <laughs> off and, and execute. And with Kalani's involvement and the madness coming out of these last two games, I think that will be enough for BYU to show up. And this is, I'm, I'm sure Liberty was cheering for BYU to beat Arkansas. Oh, Liberty's going to get
0: Arkansas later this year, yeah, too. Yeah. November
4: 5th. They're going to get the different attitude coming back of, uh, and I think it's a good week for BYU to be on the road, away from everything to go, what, what are we? What is our identity? And when you have a leader like Jaron on offense, you can get points. Um, offense is relatively healthy. They'll get a couple of running backs back, it sounds like, but uh, I don't even care about that. Throw the darn football and throw it to your six receivers no one can guard. And do what you did against Arkansas with at which you didn't do against Notre Dame. Get him, hand him off the ball. Have him take direct snaps. Throw, throw it to him as many times as possible because you know what he does? He makes plays. He makes plays. And then he rallies the other guys to start making plays.
0: Well, and I'll say this I know a lot's been said about fatigue and fresh legs. Puka was like, dude, I'm so tired after the game. When I was talking to him, I'm so tired, but I wasn't about to come off the field. Yeah. You know what? Good things happen when that guy's on the field. So leave your best players on the field, even if they're tired, because good things happen when they're on the field. Right,
4: and I'm not a, I'm not a defensive expert, so I'll just say this quietly. Leave your best defensive guys on the field.
1: <laughs> I, I brought this up. I, <laughs> it is a defensive philosophy there. for BYU. It's not on offense. Yeah, I, I know those are different sides of the ball, but, okay, with Liberty, I think if BYU does not turn the ball over, there's no way BYU loses because Liberty is plus 28, points off turnovers. This is wild. They turn it over a ton, too, by the way. They have 18 takeaways, 16 giveaways. The BYU defense has not been opportunistic. The offense has done a great job of holding on to the ball for the most part, right? Only, what, seven giveaways, or five giveaways, seven takeaways for BYU. Hey, uh, win the turnover battle and you win handily. Even if it's even, I think BYU wins handily because third-string quarterback, yes, it's going to be the first crowd they've ever had that's 23,000-plus. Stadium's 25, by the way. I think uh, There'll be a few Coug Cougar Nation's going to show up despite yeah. the, the, right. what's going on right now. But this week, Dave, is going to tell us a lot about this team. Because they have to win, obviously. And Massive they're, game. They are going to show up and win the game. I believe this team's going to go, okay, you know what our three losses are? Respectable. Obviously, Notre Dame lost to Stanford. That looked bad. You could have won that game. But Oregon and Arkansas are not losses where you go, oh my gosh. The, no. It was the way it happened against Arkansas, not because it was Arkansas.
4: It's almost the opposite this week. BYU sells out their stadium. It's a huge game. The SEC's never come here but one other time. Arkansas had never been here before. They were number 10 in the country three weeks ago. Um, BYU was 12 five weeks ago. Right, BYU was 12. <laughs> and Jets flew over and all the pageantry. And it was such a big, a Homecoming, big, a big wide deal. Homecoming, White House, crowd.
1: And, Chocolate cougar tails. And it was
4: a win here. It gets us back in the top 20. All those things. And I was listening to Hugh Freeze's comments yesterday to his team. Selling the same thing to Liberty. The thing is, Arkansas was better than BYU, and it showed. BYU's better than Liberty, and it has to show. If it doesn't, then I'm going to come back on this show next week wearing a black shirt like you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be talking about basketball. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, I
1: know a
0: state coming up November 7th. Well, Well said, Dave. Thanks for being with us. We could have a good AFR. It's group therapy tonight.
4: Kind of like this. Yes. And uh, (laughs) We know it all too well. The sky's not falling. It's a long season, and and, uh, we got beat by two teams. One's better than us. The other we should have beaten, but didn't. And uh, that's life. So the beauty of it is is there's another Saturday. Let's go. And we're in it. We're in it because we love it.
1: Okay, 7 Eastern uh, tonight. After further review, the guys break down the X to notes. What's going on on defense? We expect David Nixon and Blaine and, and of course, Dave to explain it all tonight. They've saved the best answers for that show coming
0: <laughs> up. Up next is Zach still the best Wilson at quarterback in the National Football League.
1: Wilson!
0: Jets got a better, better record than the Broncos, I'll tell you that. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Wilson!
4: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official
1: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure to follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for highlighted content throughout the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok.
0: I didn't realize this was a wake with all of our dark clothing here. Today. No, I Dave, Dave pointed that up. I
1: literally wear black the next <laughs> show on purpose. Like if there's a big loss. It's just how I, how I mourn that loss. I just is cycle through process. whatever's
0: next in my closet. Like, oh, I haven't worn this, so I'm going to wear this.
1: You're like uh, a machine <laughs> that way. <laughs> That's pretty much what I, it is. Yeah, you're the BCS when it comes to, uh, you know, the, what you're wearing that day. Cycling through. I use the eye test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, I'm feeling this sometimes one. Sometimes there's one. situational awareness oh, imp- okay. applied, right? Sometimes. Oh. Like with the Navy in blue last week, right? And the Navy in blue basketball uniforms. You, sometimes you throw in a little wrinkle there.
1: Yeah, the eye test. I'm using <laughs> what I feel as opposed to what the metrics tell me. Let's
0: whip it. More clothing discussion. Cougar Whip presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: Is Zatch still the best Wilson QB in the NFL?
0: Okay. <laughs> Cause we thought so last week, Given, right? Yeah, yes. His <laughs> team is much better than the Broncos team for sure. Which is wild. If we're being completely fair, like if you put Russell Wilson with the Jets defense, they'd still be four and two. They would still be four and two. I think so. Right? They're not so, pushing the ball down the field like, at all. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Oh,
1: like, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I true. True. Literally, two, it's close. Sunday, I walked by a massive uh, display. It's at close.
0: At Field, Zach has a better team in the NFL than Russell Wilson has right which now. Which is wild. The so, Jets are improving, which is great. He's three and zero as a starter. He made some plays. He's been clutch in the fourth quarter, which I, I guess, and and that, on that note. Yes, Zach's been more clutch than Russell Wilson in the NFL right now, so he's got a case. Okay,
1: Zach's only played three games, right? But his QBR would be fourth in the NFL at 73.9. Okay. Russ is 35.8, by the way. There you go. And Zach can still improve. He's only got one touchdown pass and two total touchdowns in those three games. Only sacked five times in three weeks, his by the way. defense he's is taking awesome. taking care of the ball. He's finding Brees Hall for nice completions. He's getting down the field. Um, Elijah Moore's complaining. He wants the ball more, blah, blah, blah. Right now, Zach Wilson's a better quarterback in the NFL than Russell Wilson. Like the Wild. way they're playing this season. Wild. And thank you, John Snyder and uh, Pete Carroll, for getting rid of Russ in the offseason. Because, gosh, that's a great move.
0: Liberty Football tweeted out this video yesterday of their head coach Hugh Freeze discussing history in the making with his team. Um,
3: I just I'm gonna be dead straight with you. I debated on exactly what to say about this, but. For those of you who are lucky enough, and I said lucky enough, for those of you who are lucky enough to play in this game Saturday night, uh, you're you're getting ready to make history. It is uh, without a doubt um, the biggest home football game this program's ever had. I came to this school for moments like this. You came to this school for moments like this. Every hotel in town is sold out. Stadium is sold out. Um, you'll be on national TV. It is a it is it is a big game. You don't approach it any different as far as preparation, but there's no hiding from this fact, and you are lucky and fortunate if you get to prepare to play it. And I want you to embrace that and, and but at, at the same time you must earn it. Okay, you're about
0: to make History. Sellout uh, game.
3: yeah. If you biggest win.
0: game at home in program history. They've hosted Syracuse before. This is,
1: yeah, this is probably
0: big. Jerem, is there any concern about BYU? No. Walking into a hornet's nest and being Liberty's Super Bowl? Certainly BYU's vulnerable right now. They are.
1: Yes. But uh, I don't see a Jaron Hall-led BYU team losing this game. I just don't. Well, the defense sticks. Did- Liberty turns it over a lot. They give it away 16 times this year. They take it away 18 times. Take care of the ball? No
0: problem, man. BYU has not lost a game when they have been the favorite this season they are the favorite That is they are the favorite going into Liberty by six and a half points and if BYU
1: wasn't then yes then you make changes okay
0: (laughs) I think the line was even maybe it was Arkansas by one when it finally started but BYU point is BYU has held true as the favorite
1: yes I've I've dug into Liberty I watched the Gardner-Webb game granted FCS I know I should watch the Wake Forest game too to see their best stuff but I'm not that concerned man Okay, volleyball falls to 17, plays at San Diego, Was ranked fourth this week, Spence. Under Heather Olmsted, BYU's never been ranked lower, meaning, or worse, than 17. Oh,
0: 17!
1: Will that streak remain
0: intact so this week? Um, you know what, I think BYU actually is gonna slide a little further down the rankings. Here's why, because they have to play at San Diego. In the Slim Jam, San Diego Jenny is, is, the, is the number four team in the country. It's a road contest. I just think it's too much to ask BYU to go and win at San Diego to maintain a better, like, hold or get better in the ranking, So, like, they're going to drop a few spots. Not a ton because they lose to number four, probably. But, yeah, like 19. They'll probably drop a couple of spots, and that's odds, okay.
1: Odds are they lose. It's okay. If you if you don't, if you win, you you go way Amazing. up. Amazing. Awesome. You go to, like, awesome. 12 again. Yes. Um, where, where you were. But, yes, BYU really on November 22nd, they need to beat San Diego at home.
0: It's a, that, gotta have the split. loaded. Gotta have the split. By the way, huge match Friday night. The Big 12 announced a partnership with an independent creative agency, translation with the purpose to contemporize the brand and scale its national relevance to appeal to a younger, more diverse audience. Okay, so they, they partner this group a more diverse audience okay. in the Big Twelve. How interesting, Jeremy? How would you make the Big Twelve cooler, and more appealing to a diverse audience? I have no idea. <laughs> this is
1: not my job. Whatever the Pac-12 did, do the opposite.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, well said. More social media. I don't this know. Is, this is the way. I'm more, not more social media. Hey,
1: if you're good at something, never do it for free. The Joker said that.
0: More social I'm, media. You know. That's This is the yeah, way more for so the big, more social media.
1: Hey, tomorrow we got a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special. Men's Basketball Media Day. Yo, Mark Pope, Gideon George, Rudy Williams, and others will join the program 12 to 2 Eastern time.
0: Plus, up next, how far did BYU football fall in our new Big 12 plus 4 power ranking? Completely unbiased. Mm. We'll discuss it next on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the Studio Bizzle, the new version of the Studio Bizzle. And it is time for our totally unbiased Big 12 Plus 4 Power Rankings. There's been another change at the top, Jerem. The Horned Frogs of Texas Christian University hold What's the their, number one spot.
1: They have like a weird hand thing where they like like where the blood yes. shoots out of the eyes yes, like, I don't know what I don't know how to do it.
0: Yeah, they're we'll the number one team. Next year. They, they beat Oklahoma State. They're the they number one big, team. Best team in the Big 12 plus four power rankings right now. Followed yes. by Run us through. followed by Kansas State. Okay. Texas up to number three. Oklahoma State drops all the way to number four after that loss to TCU. Yep. Cincinnati, UCF. BYU holding steady at 7 in spite of the loss to Arkansas. I put BYU lower. Okay, how low do you have BYU? I, I
1: haven't Interest, thought that. Interesting,
0: okay. Oklahoma, one spot behind BYU, which is just bonkers. And then Kansas, oh, how the Jayhawks have fallen. Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. Okay, they lost to Oklahoma. Jalen Daniels got hurt. And their they are an yeah. underdog again this week. Like yeah. They're in danger of losing their third consecutive game yes. all against
1: because they lost their quarterback. More than well, what yeah. would BYU be like? Sure, without Jaron Hall.
0: West Virginia, Baylor, Texas Tech, Iowa State at 13, and Houston in the bottom spot right now. Okay, where
1: are your biggest changes yeah, in this? Yeah, a few thoughts. So again, I go F, plus, F plus Sagarin, FBI, Beta Rank, ESPN, FBI, SP plus, K Ford. I combine these to make what metrics. I call a super ranking. That's a lot. So basically, TCU is 32 in that, which would be uh, ninth in the super ranking in the league. Which is crazy, right? Again, it takes into account all kinds of things, how you play. Just look what they I agree, had head though, I agree right? that they're number one. They just yeah. went to Kansas City one, who yes. was hot at the time, just beat Oklahoma State at home. By the way, Max Duggan, backup quarterback, that's tremendous. Kansas State is is rocking. Kansas State is is uh, up there, man, and they deserve it. Texas, the metrics love Texas. Like beta rank, FPI, SP+, K-Ford, fifth or sixth in the country. K-
0: they lost to Texas Tech. So explain that
1: one. On the road, OT. Yeah. Is this a weird game? Yeah, yeah. On the road, weird OT. Game? That's... No Quinn Ewers. No Quinn Ewers. Yeah, exactly. Different team with Quinn Ewers as the quarterback. Oklahoma State would be is number one in the Super Ranking in the league. So they could be higher. We have them at four. They lost in OT to TCU. Like I, that's not a bad I believe, loss. I believe Oklahoma State should be higher than four. Oklahoma State probably should be two, in my opinion. At, at least three. Cincy, about the same spot. Don't know UCF. what to think about
0: Cincy because they haven't played anybody
1: Yes. Yet. UCF, about the same spot, but 5-1, right? BYU is 12th in the Super Ranking order in the league, but we have them at 7. Okay? okay. So, so we, there's a big difference So you put them there. at 9 or 10. Baylor is 3-3, three and three, but 18th in the Super Ranking composite.
0: So where would they be if you... It, would Baylor be 2 or 3? Baylor would be 3rd oh, according to the Super
1: Ranking. That's where metrics, again, it's... I like data points. It's not everything, but it's certainly something. Okay. <laughs> Bay, but Baylor probably should be in the middle of the pack instead of towards the back. Would you have
0: Baylor ahead of BYU though? Because BYU beat Baylor head to head.
1: Probably, but I, at this point, you got to look at. It's at weird. Everything. It's not just the head to head. It's like, well.
0: Well, uh, yeah, and the Texas Tech how you beat played? Texas head to head, but like. Yeah. How are you as health? Like, yes. how's your health as a team? Quarterback, yes. things like that.
1: And yes, I credit you for winning, but in double OT on the road, you lost. You know, to a team that's been. In the top 25 for a lot of the seasons, like sure. that's not a bad loss.
0: You know what I hate more than anything? I hate Utah. not seeing BYU ranked in the top 25. I hate that. It's annoying to and, not be in and there and guess what? with this like, group. If we're being frank, for, BYU to, get, for BYU to get back in the top 25 again this season, like to be for BYU to make the college football playoff top 25 that comes out in early November, they basically got to win out. Yeah, you got to win five straight games, be nine and three, and then they'll probably get in around 22 or 23 in the college football playoff top 20. I
1: think 8 and 3 perhaps sneak in, but not at 7 and 3. Right before
0: they go to Stanford, do you think yeah. maybe at 8 and 3? Like they're they're back yeah. in.
1: Is BYU in the top 44 though? That's the real question.
0: Yes, they are in the top 44.
1: <laughs> are they? Uh, well, it's uh, 55 in the Super Ranking. That Notre Dame I, lost That's just a thing we made up to call those 7 metrics composite.
0: How does Notre Dame lose at home? Music ended, we for... have to
1: move on. Okay.
0: How does Notre oh, no man lose it, it to replay. Stanford?
1: Yeah, that was disappointing. That was disappointing. Stanford, winnable <sighs> game. Let's go. Uh, well, it's, yeah, you got to play defense. So. Get all your BYU sports content, including game shows, deep blues, all in one place, BYUSN.com.
0: BYU wide receiver Cody Epps is on a record pace for a freshman season at BYU. He's balling and is the spotlight today for our Top 5 Tuesday. His yeah. Top 5 plays of the season to this point next on BYU Sports Nation.
4: BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU
1: Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU athletics. You demanded it, and we give it to you. BYU Sports Nations on demand. Have a
0: free BYU TV and BYU radio app. And subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Let's go, Top 5 Tuesday. With the top five plays from breakout wide receiver, a freshman, keep in mind, he's Cody a, Epps. He's a dude. BYU's first ever freshman, by the way, with consecutive games 100-plus yards receiving. How oh, about, didn't know that. How about that? Didn't know that.
1: That's great. Number five, Attaweregon. Epps' first TD as a cook, 18 yards on a great throw from Jaron Hall. The game was out of reach, but a nice play to kickstart An awesome five-game stretch for Epps on that day. Fades into the corner, boom, goes the dynamite.
0: At number four, to Saturday against the Razorbacks. 21-yard touchdown catch and run. Cody Epps into the end zone again as he outruns his defender. Let's put the Cougars up 13-7. I say 13 because BYU missed the extra point. Ugh.
1: Number three, again Saturday's game. Power five touchdowns. That's what this guy does. 37 yards to Epps. Apparently takes three to tango as Cody found Woo! his way around that many dudes to get to the three-yard line and set up a touchdown. Year three for this kid, and he is blossoming. It is fun to watch.
0: He's got that twitch, man. I want him on mm-hmm. kickoff returns, Jerem. We want him on kickoff returns. Okay, I like it. Number two. Let's go back to Vegas with Epps' longest career reception to date, 53 yards on the touchdown. Woo! It was 25-6. Caught this pass, this was a spark play. This was the play that was like, okay, maybe BYU's got a chance to win this game. This got BYU's offense rolling in the third quarter. Unfortunately, they come up short, but it wasn't because of uh, lack of effort from Cody Epps.
1: Number one, an amazing whip or pivot route to burn his defender and get the touchdown at the goal line versus Notre Dame. Arrow! Shades of J.D. Falslev in 2012 against Utah State before the what? Arrow! Wide <laughs> open, like, <laughs> Oh, the footwork. When you do all those drills in the offseason that we like to make fun of, that's when it comes through right there on that play. It's
0: beautiful. It's beautiful. Now consider that he's coming back from a significant foot surgery and injury, and he's running routes like that.
1: Now that he's finally healthy, we're seeing what he can do. Amazing.
0: Well-deserved credit for Cody Epps, and uh, our pleasure to bring you his top five plays on Top 5 Tuesday. More Cody Epps. Yes, our question of the day. Back to the defensive side. What changes do you expect to be made by the BYU football defense leading into the game against Liberty? Troy Whittle on Facebook says, I expect Kalani Satake to be more hands-on with preparation scheme and play calling. Yeah. It kind yes. of feels like that absolutely will happen. If this it season. didn't happen, that'd be weird. Of course, you, it's going to happen. Our lead voice of the day, presented by Pax Healthcare Elevated, comes from Clyde Livingston on Twitter, who says, "I expect at least one third down stop in the second half." What? In fact, I guarantee it. There's a game day guarantee. I'm mailing it in for you, Jared. At How did least I do one by the third way? Up. Two for three. Oh, I got two for three. Wait, <laughs> and one was the kickoff. Yeah. yeah,
1: because uh, two for three. Yeah, because I was one for thirty-five. Three. By the way, first game BYU's lost under Kalani when scoring thirty-five. I hate that stuff. BYU was 27. And At eight,
0: home. So? Yeah, At home. Mm. Ah. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official <laughs> credit union of BYU Athletics. How about to Tyson Shelley, who currently leads the TPC Colorado, repping the Y after scoring birdies on his first two holes. BYU leads the tourney by two strokes as a team.
1: Okay, let's go. BYU's got a nice group, some good young players like... Every one of those guys uh, feels like they show up at some tournament, right? And when they put it all together, they're really good. They
0: are dangerous. Our thanks to today's guest, Dave McCann.
1: Sorry, Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com.
0: For Jerram Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Margin Hooks as well. We'll see you tonight on the TV app for After Further Review at 7 Eastern, followed by BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Go Cougs!